The college football playoff committee announces it's moving to a 5 plus 7 model, and this can be very good for the Big 12 Conference. Welcome in. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports is where you find us covering the Big 12. And hope you're having a great week. It's off to an awesome start, and we appreciate you being a part of the show. If you're on YouTube, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but hit that thumbs up at the bottom of the video. Subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. And on the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review. Appreciate you doing that. So here's what happened. Uh, This would have been on Tuesday of this week. College football playoff board of managers unanimously revised the criteria for the 12-team playoffs set to start this season. Effectively, what's going to happen is you're going to have a five plus seven model instead of a six plus six model. The plan when the Pac-12 was a conference was to have the six highest rated conference champions make the playoff and then six at-large teams. Well, the Pac-12 doesn't exist. So now it's going to be five conference champions, the five highest ranked conference champions. So basically the power four, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, and Big 12, and then a group of five champion plus seven at-large teams. So that was the right move with the Pac-12 basically ceasing to exist. What are you going to do? Give Washington State or Oregon State a spot in the playoff every single year? I mean, the Pac-12 doesn't exist. So it makes sense to do it this way. And for the Big 12, if you're a Big 12 fan, this does open up another potential spot for a Big 12 team to make the playoff. So I'm excited about this. Now, you can be a Debbie Downer and you can say, well, this is just going to give the SEC like their fifth team. And that's possible. I'm not going to lie. That's possible. But what it really does for the Big 12 is it opens up, I think, a second team for the Big 12. The Big 12 that hopefully has one team solidly in the top 10 and then may have that team just outside the top 10 to get the at-large bid. Like, Let's say two teams in the top 12 in the Big 12 play in the college football, or let's say they play in the Big 12 championship game, right? And let's say one team is 7th in the country, the other team is 11th. And the team that's ranked 11th beats the team ranked 7th. Well, the team that's ranked 11th automatically gets in. They're a conference champion and a highly ranked one. The team that was 7th in the country going into that game They're going to fall, but they still could get selected as an at-large pick by the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. So it opens up another opportunity for a second Big 12 team to get in. There's no doubt in my mind we're probably going to have three to four SEC teams in this thing every year. Like We can all complain about that, and trust me, I will when the time is right. But for now, the Big 12 is hopefully going to get two teams in, They can play their butts off. They can win a couple of games. They can keep building the brand for this league, for this conference, and shoot down the narrative that, well, you know, no one's going to compete with the mighty SEC and go from there. That's hopefully how this is going to go. Because here's the thing. I said in recent weeks the Big 12 should try to schedule as many non-cons against the SEC and the Big 10 as they can. But if the College Football Playoff Committee is intent, as they have been, on protecting the SEC and the Big Ten, 
they're going to keep putting them in the college football playoff at a higher rate than the other conferences, no matter what. And as long as the conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten, generally speaking, avoid premier matchups with the Big 12, the narrative's going to work in their favor. They are, there's really no incentive with the way the current system is set up for a team like Alabama to schedule Oklahoma State. Not that Mike Gundy really wants to do that, but you get the point. There's no incentive for Georgia to schedule Texas Tech. So that's where they're better off keeping it in the family. So the Big 12 is going to have to prove itself on the field in some of these playoff games. They're going to have to go in, win a couple of these playoff games. I'm not saying they got to win the natty here. But, you know, if you are a highly ranked Big 12 team and you've got one of these games against an SEC opponent, well, you know what? I'm not saying you got to beat the top-ranked SEC team, but let's say you're the Big 12 champion and you get the number three or four spot in the college football playoff because here's how this is going to work. One through four in the playoff, one through four, the seeding, is going to be reserved for the highest champions, and they'll get buys. And then number five will play number 12, number six playing 11, 7, 10, and 8, 9. And the five to eight seeds will host the first round at their respective schools. So what's likely to happen here is a group of five champion will end up being number five. Actually, maybe not. Let me take that back. Because the top four teams are going to be conference champions in this model. But the next conference champion will get seeded somewhere in that 5 to five to 12 range. But if the Big 12 gets a second team in as, let's say, 8 or 9, got to win that game. And then you can't just lose your first opportunity with your Big 12 champion if they've got a game in the second round against the team that's, you know, number 11 out of the SEC. You see what I'm saying? They've got to prove themselves in that playoff. And that's how this has to go for the Big 12. Now, who would have made the playoff last year in a 5 plus 7 model? I'll give you that right now. Unfortunately, no Big 12 teams are on this list based on how last year went. But under the 5 plus 7 model, the one seed would have been Michigan, two seed Washington, three seed Texas. And when I say no Big 12 team, I mean future Big 12 team. Number three, Texas. Number four, Alabama. Number five, Florida State. Those would have been the automatic spots in the 12-team playoff. And then Georgia 6, Ohio State 7, Oregon 8, Missouri 9, Penn State 10, Ole Miss 11, Oklahoma 12. Now, in a 6-plus-6 model, which is going away, basically Oklahoma would have been left out in that model. But OU would have gotten in in the 5-plus-7 model because in the 6-plus-6 model, Liberty would have snuck in as the Conference USA champion. So, and I say this with all due respect to Liberty and all the liberties of the world, this is not the NCAA tournament. This is not March Madness. Yeah, it's possible that a Boise State versus Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl type situation could happen once in a while. And it will happen once in a while. But it's not going to be like March Madness. Football's just not like that, right? I mean, it's 11 on 11, offense, defense, 22 guys, plus special teams. If you're putting the Georgia Bulldogs up against fill-in-the-blank Conference USA, Liberty, whatever, 
yes, there may be a stunner once in a blue moon, just like we see in non-conference play. But we are not going to see the upsets with the regularity that we see in March Madness. It's just a different sport. And I'm thinking many of you agree with me on that. So I'm not dying to see David versus Goliath here in the college football playoff because the sport is not conducive to it in the way basketball is. Basketball, you get a team that's just got the hot hand from three-point range, right? Or you get your Steph Curry at Davidson, or uh, you get your St. Peter's. Uh, Like, you get those stories that we've seen over the years, and they're a lot of fun. But in basketball, it's a different beast. It's not like that in football. Not nearly as often, at least. We'll put it that way, right? Not nearly as often. I think we could all agree on that. So... I don't want to see a lot of the small schools. And I, you know, I hate that for the small schools, but I just don't want to see it. And I don't think it's going to do all that well. You know, when you look back on the ratings for many of the New Year's Six Bowl games, whoever draws the group of five school typically has one of the lowest rated games in all of bowl season. Because does anyone want to see, you know, the Oregon Liberty game? I No, usually not. Right, You want to see the two power conferences going up against each other. So that's what this is really all about. And uh, this was a good move. It's a positive move for the Big 12. And now we'll have to see what happens from here. Because the college football scene is moving very quickly in front of our eyes. Eric pops up on YouTube saying, Pete, I hope the ACC, or let's hope the ACC stays together. Well, I don't know about you, Eric. I don't much care if the ACC stays together, especially if the Big 12 possibly benefits from the ACC not staying together. If I'm Brett Yormark, I'm making calls to some of these ACC schools. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're resting on your laurels, and I don't think Brett Yormark's doing that for a second, but if you're resting on your laurels in college football, as we've learned, you're going to get caught with your pants down. So, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I would go back to saying, let's hope the Big Eight stays together, right? Let's go back to that. But those days are over, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Hit that thumbs up and subscribe button on YouTube. Thanks for being here and joining us as a part of the show. So appreciate you doing that. And, of course, uh, on the podcast as well, leave that five-star rating and review before you head out. I would greatly, greatly appreciate you taking out a second to do that. So did you see that, by the way, Bill Self saying, uh, effectively, we didn't realize how good we had it in the old Big 8? Those comments were made by Bill Self after uh, their game on Saturday when they played Oklahoma. You know, that was their last trip to OU. And uh, Bill Self said the best stage of college basketball, the Big Eight had it better than anybody. And he went down the list. Billy Tubbs at OU, Larry Brown at KU, Jack Hartman at K-State, Lon Kruger was there as well, Norm Stewart at Missouri, Johnny Orr at Iowa State, uh, Cipriano at Nebraska, Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State. And, of course, Bill, Bill Self knows the Big Eight as well as anybody. And I missed that, too. I do. I mean, you know, I say that as someone who was only a few years old when the Big 8 became the Big 12, but still, I, I, I miss the regionality of this sport. 
it's one of the things that I think makes college athletics so great. And yeah, we're losing it. But I can either sit here and complain about it and do the old man on the porch thing and say, ah, back in my day, you know, I could do that. But the Big 12 will die if I take that approach as a Big 12 fan. As someone who wants to see the Big 12 thrive and succeed, you can either sit there and complain about the way the world used to be, or you can be proactive. I mean, we're almost getting to a point where if, and I'm not predicting this to happen next week, next month, next year, but if the NCAA continues to be as feckless and neutered as it is, and the major power schools decide to break off once and for all, it's entirely possible you basically end up with a college football playoff power division, and it includes like, I don't know what the number is going to be, 40 to 50 schools, and suddenly then you bring back regionality to college athletics, where it doesn't matter who's in what conference, you're just going to play a schedule, and you're going to have Oklahoma play Nebraska, uh, you're going to have, you know, fill in the blank, I don't know, let's go back to an old Big 8 matchup, right? You're going to have... Uh, Nebraska playing Kansas State, suddenly it's going to just be like, all right, these are all the power conference teams, whatever you want to call them, and they're going to play each other, and regionality is going to be back into the equation. Instead of having Oregon take on Rutgers in a Big Ten matchup because they have to play each other because, well, they're in the Big Ten and you got to play the teams in your conference, it feels like we are in a place right now that is transitional. And I say that as someone who wants to see this conference thrive and is going to be rooting for the Big 12 every single step of the way. There's no doubt about that. But I get what Bill Self is saying when he brings that up. I do. I understand it completely. Now, staying on the hardwood here for a little bit, Big 12 uh, still has nine teams in the NCAA tournament per Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. Houston beat Iowa State on Monday night, big Monday. What a scene that was, by the way. That was such a good look for the Big 12. You had celebrities there. C.J. Stroud was there. Ed Oliver was there. Um, The scene was outstanding at the Fertitta Center. And uh, I'll get into this more in a second, but I just thought that ESPN, we ragging them a lot but they made the right call with what they did. Anyway, here's what we've got. Houston has one seed per Lenardi. KU is a two seed. Baylor and Iowa State are your three seeds. BYU and Texas Tech are six seeds. Oklahoma and Texas are eight seeds, and TCU is a nine seed. Cincinnati still is sitting in that first four out with Providence, Utah, and Wake Forest. Now, I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, okay, Cincinnati is in a position where if they can get a very impressive win down the stretch, and that would mean probably, and and this would be incredible, on the road against Houston later this month on a Tuesday night next week, they got to be in, assuming they don't completely soil themselves in their other games. But that's the only ranked game Cincinnati has left. So if they can pull that off, that would be huge. If not, you're looking at a stretch here 
of TCU on Saturday, Kansas State after Houston next Tuesday, Oklahoma and West Virginia. Those are all very winnable games that Cincinnati can win. I mean, you know, they they should be able to get some victories here and take themselves off that bubble and get into the tournament. If Cincinnati does not make the tournament, they will have no one to blame but themselves. Because here's the thing about the Big 12. In the Big 12 conference, you have opportunities every single night to go out there and to win a game and to get yourself off the bubble. Every game, for the most part, is a quality win. And Cincinnati's going to have plenty of those in the weeks ahead. And then there's the Big 12 tournament. So I don't want to hear from Cincinnati about how, well, you know, if they don't make it, oh, man, we got screwed. Oh, man, the tournament committee got it wrong. Hang on a second here. You're in the Big 12. You win one more game if you're Cincinnati, and you're probably in. So they will have every opportunity in front of them to get it done. All right, now to Big Monday. That was an outstanding scene at the Fertitta Center. And I'll tell you what, I'm still getting to know the new fan bases, the Houston fans, the UCF fans, the BYU fans, the Cincinnati fans. I will say, I'm getting to know a lot of you guys through the message boards. I'd love for you to join us on the forums. They're free. They're fun. They're a good time. And it's a great way to get to know fellow Big 12 fans. So be sure to join us there. Sign up. Go to heartlandcollegesports.com and click on the members forum tab. Okay, so that being said, if Houston could ever get good at football and you could duplicate that Fertitta Center atmosphere on the football side, man, that is a great scene and situation down there at Houston. You guys tell me if you're Houston fans, maybe it's just a basketball school. Maybe that's just what you guys care about. And that's cool if that's the case. But I was watching this and I'm saying to myself, man, if they were able to put that kind of enthusiasm behind a successful football team, gosh dang, then we're talking old Southwest Conference days with the Houston Cougars. That's what it felt like. But here's the thing. Uh, You know, Houston is just, as all these Big 12 teams are, so tough at home. I, I mean, that's the thing. Houston's now won 20 straight on their home court after taking down Iowa State on Monday night. And Iowa State is 15-0 at home at Hilton Coliseum. I mean, it is so tough to go on the road in this league. And it's one of the reasons I saw some KU fans chirping about this, how, you know, they don't like the unbalanced. They're not really complaining, but they were noting, you know, the, the unbalanced schedule now in the Big 12. It's not like even last year when you had the double round robin. Now that the league has expanded, it's one of those deals where it's just kind of how the chips fall. You can have a much tougher schedule than somebody else. And KU, you know, has had itself a tough schedule when you look back on it. They had to go to K-State, which is just rivalry game. You got to go to Tech. Uh, You got to go to Baylor. They had to go to Iowa State. They have to go to Houston at the end of the year. I mean, that's as tough a road schedule as anybody in this league. And KU had it. Now, I know none of you are going to shed tears for the Kansas Jayhawks. I understand that. But at the same time, it is worth noting that the days of the round robin in football and the double round robin in basketball are gone, which means now you have to look at schedule 
to actually try to pick who's going to win a conference. And we're going to be doing a lot more of that in football come this offseason. It's going to be pretty wild. Uh, it's going to be a fun you know, weekend ahead here of Big 12 hoops as we head down the home stretch. Can you believe it in basketball, by the way? This will be our third to last Saturday of regular season basketball in the Big 12. That's just crazy. And then it's Big 12 tournament time. Go figure. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. We cover the Big 12. We are so grateful you're here. Hit that subscribe button. It helps us tremendously. Thumbs up on the video is a great help as well. And on the podcast, leave that five-star rating and review. We'll get you hooked up with the Heartland College Sports Koozie. If you leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. There you go. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Jonathan says, I'm his goat. I mean, whatever it takes, brother. I'll be your greatest of all time, or I'll just be your goat, literally and figuratively, whatever you guys want. All right. Have a great day. Appreciate you. Go Big 12. We'll talk soon. Take care.